This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. You're listening to The Overnight Crowd. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and live through your digital radio dial. Uh, Well, we've got uh, the football talk out of the way for the first hour, but, uh, of course, the open line is always open to to chat about anything you want with regards to any sport across the world, AFL, NRL, T20 cricket's uh, up and about at the moment. T20 World Cup is coming up, but... uh, yeah, the news that Brett Ratton uh, is no longer in a job at St Kilda is getting the uh, text line and the uh, the open line on the phones back uh, up and about. But let's take our focus away from that uh, egg-shaped oblong ball that we call an Aussie rules football and let's have a look and a focus on the uh, round ball game and the Premier League. And uh, who better than to do it uh, than the great Pommy, <coughs> pardon me, and the great Pommy Ian Oz. He uh, covers all things AFL draft and trade period, but he's also a big, big, big fan and analyst of the world game, the round ball soccer, as uh, many like to call it uh, in Australia or in Europe. It's uh, football. Dan, good evening to you. Oh, it's good morning now. But, uh, mate, how good is this Premier League uh, competition shaping up? And your United boys, geez, did they get away with one in the Europa League? My golly. Oh, they left it late, didn't they? And uh, the, the Scottish Perlo coming up with the gods deep into stoppage time. You love to see it. Scottish Perlo. Let, let's, let's not offend me now, yeah? Scottish Perlo. Let's just, <laughs> let's just take it easy. I, I know it's midnight, mate, and we're, we're getting into the weekend now, but uh, let's, let's just take it easy. But Scott McTominay, good on him. A lot, look, he's been put under the pump this season from a lot, a lot of people, and obviously Casemiro coming in and looking to potentially take that role as the holding midfielder for Manchester United. But McTominay stepped up when he needed to and uh, United gets away with one despite having, I'm sure you would have seen the uh, the uh, the stats in this game, 34 shots, 13 on target, 78% possession, 745 passes to Ammonia's three shots, one on target, 22% possession and 213 passes. And United scrounged up a, yeah. one, scrounged up a 1-0 win. I mean... I mean, it is Neil Lennon's game as well, uh, who's the coach there. He makes them very, very... There are a lot of half chances, but it is a worry, I'd say, for Ten Hag, because it's a similar story to the Everton game as well. United had the better passages of play in that and had to dig deep to get the win. Uh, not, not Goals aren't coming as freely, so that may be an area of concern, particularly for Ten Hag at the moment. But, yeah... They, they dodged a bullet there, didn't they? Let's oh, be honest. Mate, did they ever? All right, talk to me about Ronaldo. Look, okay, now I want to get your 
you know, I want to pick your brain with all this stuff because I know you analyze sports to the up 10th degree and the way you analyze how Ten Hag loves a forward half press and the back sort of four sort of drop off a little bit. But what, what's going on with Cristiano at the moment? What's happening with CR7? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because, I mean, he seems to be play, prefer Rashford in that central position, um, although Ronaldo has been getting his chances the last couple of weeks. I think you saw it with the Everton game of what you get with Ronaldo. He's still a world-class finisher. Um, we know Tanahag is one of these Monday managers and the press is key. But I would argue this. Ronaldo was never pressed at any club he's ever been, even when he was a whippersnap at Sporting Lisbon. That's not his game. So for me, I think I still think there's a place for Ronaldo and I still think that you can play Rashford out wide. And Ronaldo shows his worth. He's, he's, he, when he gets a chance, he scores. That was the Everton game. That was a classic mm. Ronaldo-esque finish. And for me, he is one of the best finishers in world football still to this day. Um, but obviously, I, I respect Eric. He, he wants to go a different direction. Obviously, Rashford is the future. Um, and he wants to see if he is going to be able to cement that role. And all go out and buy another one end of the year. So I, I understand Eric's situation, but for me, CR7, I, I think it's hard not to play him. He, he proved it last year when he was feeding on scraps, and I think I, I think he got a role to play. Yeah, it would seem that way at the moment. Uh, the, look, the, the one, and I mentioned him a couple of times on the SEN Premier League show, and, and you and I have spoken about this on air as well, and he looked like he was about to hit some fantastic form. Anthony Martial goes down with an injury and he just he just seems to be the missing, missing link for Manchester United at the moment. He seemed to be like, well, he was about to go, I think, on a on a decent run of form, but injuries just curtailed his season again. Could be one of them players that just seems to hit a patch of form and then quickly ruins it with just his body. I think there's no doubt in Martial would be the type of player that Eric Ten Hag would relish having fit for a full calendar year. Um, he's mentioned it's going to be another two games, potentially, but this is the continuity with Martial. We saw when he came in over in the 2015 season. The guy can score goals. He's an out-and-out striker. I think he's very similar as well um, to what Ten Hag liked um, when he had Helia, Sebastian Helia at Ajax, um, he likes to move into the channels. He like he can play that physical role. Loves to play off the shoulder of the last man. He is someone that I think he would love to have that predicament. Is it Rashford? Is it Martial? Um, and it's going to be interesting because you'd say back to CR7, this is his opportunity. Can he? He's going to be working and getting minutes now. Can he? Can he take it? Yeah, that is the question. Uh, so Manchester United, as it stands at the moment in the Europa League, winning that game 1-0. Now, from a table perspective, fifth on the Premier League table. And if we have a look at their Europa League spot, I do believe they are second on the table. Yeah, they're second in Group E at the moment. Real Sociedad has uh, yet to lose a game. They're four from four. Okay, well, Arsenal uh, were involved in uh, Europa League action, uh, beating Bodo Glimp 1-0 on a synthetic pitch and the Gunners just continue to go from uh, from strength to strength to strength at the moment and uh, a little tricky one coming up against Leeds on the weekend I think at Allen Road but 
you would think just given the form that Arsenal has shown and the ability to rotate the squad with Mikel Arteta at the helm is just it just sets Arsenal up beautifully for for the Premier League uh, for a tilt at the Premier League and I say this with a big grin on my face Bobby. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you <laughs> fought the smile back. It's I mean, nice. It's been it, agony. It's been agony for 10 years. <laughs> mate, I mean, it, it's great to see Arsenal are one of them teams that you want to see challenging for the title. And let's be honest, we've got a lot to thank Arsenal for because if it wasn't for them this year, I'd imagine City would have almost wrapped up the title by now um, with the way everyone else is going. But it, Saka is something that I do want to talk about. Took the penalty um, versus Paul um, after the Euros disaster. Mm-hmm. He had took a lot of bravery to take that penalty in, in that game and he hit a great penalty and he backed up that form with the goal this week, midweek for you in the Euros in the Europe, Europa League. So Saka's got a bit of form and you can see that. I just think a great coach... Look at Fergie with Beckham in the French World Cup where he got sent off and how Fergie turned his career around from disappointment to becoming really a legend, you could say, um, of English football. Saka's going that same way. You can see Arteta is still putting Saka into these positions to face his fears. And you know what? What can you say about Arsenal? I think the model of a great football side is when they have a disappointment, not 3-1 defeat to United. I thought many wheels would come off, mm. but they've backed that up with three strong performances against one side in Brentford who had averaged five goals a game at that point for the last two weeks. They battered Spurs, and 3-2 is the most flattering 3-2 you'll ever see against Liverpool as well. So, so Arsenal in a good reign of form. They are. Uh, now, on the other side of London, more of a, uh, a blue tinge. Chelsea, big winners in the Champions League. 2-0 against Milan, albeit uh, their ex-player in uh, Vicayo Tomori uh, was sent off in the 18th minute mark. But uh, I know you are a big, big fan of, of Graham Potter and, and what he did, not just at Ostersons and, and, Brighton Hove, and Brighton and Hove Albion, but what he's doing at Chelsea at the moment. Complete turnaround in form. He's three from three. Uh, at Stamford Bridge and looks like Chelsea are uh, on the upward charge up the, not only the Premier League table, but uh, from a Champions League perspective too. Welcome back to the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Paul Sebastiani in the studio with you, doing it up to 3 a.m. this Saturday morning across the eastern coast of Australia. Crystal clear through the SEN app. And through your digital radio dials, of course. Call in the open line. Uh, we're going to try and get Pommy in. Oz, Mr. Dan Williams, back on the line. If these phones decide not to be too temperamental in the next uh, in the next uh, half an hour or so, but uh, call in the open line. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Or alternatively. If you really want to have your say and you don't trust these phones, which uh, at the moment I don't think we can, 0433 98 11 16, the number to dial. But I think we've got Dan back on the line now. Dan, have we got you loud and clear? I hope we do. I can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Very good. Very good. All right. So uh, let, let's get in. I want to get into Graham Potter and Chelsea uh, just before we cut off there at the break. Uh, he's doing a fine job. Three from three uh, as coach of, uh, of, of uh, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. And, is really imposing his style on uh, on uh, on the Blues. Spot on, and uh, there's no surprise that you know his teams are always highly regarded as one of the the highest 
in terms of aggressive defensive actions in the Premier League when he was at Brighton. And you're seeing that here. They, they almost become like a 3-4-2-1 when they've not got the ball. And that's really helped Shalaba out, a guy that started for Tuchel and then kind of fell off towards when the pressure got there. He started to revert back to Thiago Silva and co. So he's a guy, as well as Pulisic, who has really embraced Potter's style of play. Yeah, it would seem that way. And it's it's funny too, like, I mean, and, and we always talk about this, it's not just in, in, in the round ball game, but in AFL, different coaches come in, they have a different style, they need a different mix to uphold and play that style. And it would seem, well, I think, I think Pulisic scored his first goal for the season uh, over the weekend. And it just goes to show you that, you know, with a change of face and a change of voice and a change of style, that these players who obviously they've forked out a lot for, in the past, uh, are trying to sort of uphold the value with which the team and the organisation hold them with or held them with for the first time or when the, when they actually brought them in. And look, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang as well. I don't really want to mention his name too much, just given what he had to say about uh, Super Mick Arteta. But scored a goal against, uh, scored the go-ahead goal for Chelsea against uh, against AC Milan. And, uh, you know, he's he's another player who just, uh, who, who looks like a change of scenery, probably just going to suit him. Oh, 100%. You saw uh, against Milan as well just how incredible Potter is. He's a very tactical thinker. He's rotated that squad since he's got there well. He's he's wrote the book as well on player psychology. We know that's his specialisation, and he really likes to utilise it. And one guy that I thought was sensational this weekend as well when I was watching them against uh, Milan was old... Mason Mount, he's really relishing that. Just like that old school, the 10 roll, he really yanks the chains well. Um, Sterling and Sterling like almost gets a free roll as well, like he was accustomed to at City. If you remember when Pep came, he said he saw a lot of messy in Sterling and wanted him to play that role. And Potter just gets it. You see, he gets these players. He's He's very tactically versatile as well. He doesn't really have one system. So I think Chelsea are quids in with Graham Potter. Yeah, it would seem that way at the moment. Uh, all right, away from Chelsea, let's go for a more of a light blue feel. Uh, Dean sending through a text on the temper text line, give Manchester City the title now, nobody will catch them. Well, Dean, they've got to catch a certain team uh, that wears red in North London. They're still a point behind them. So just give a little bit of credence to my gunners, uh, Dean. They're going well at the moment. But Manchester City, well, I know Sergio Gomez got sent off in the 30th minute, but nil or draw against Copenhagen. I know it was away from home, but I did not expect this whatsoever, even though they were down to 10 men. No Harlan, no party. <laughs> hey. It would seem that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, it? It was a weird one, this one, wasn't it? It was a weird one. I did watch this because whenever City play, there's like some kind of sadistic part of me makes me want to watch the game. Uh, but I don't know what it is, but watching them, um, it wasn't, they weren't quite at the races, were they, City? There was a dramatic shift in their Premier League side. Uh, Alvarez leading the line. Um, De Bruyne did everything he could as well, to be fair. He, he, he put some balls in. It wasn't the textbook game. It was a bit of a blip, but this is the Champions League. It's a total different kettle of fish to the Premier League, um, they'll be disappointed with the draw, but I mean, come on, City are, are a world apart from 
they'll go deep in the Champions League this year. They, they won't be dropping Haaland when, when it matters. That's correct. Yeah, that's spot on. I, th- I think he deserves a, a little bit of a rest at the moment. He's played, I think he's nearly played, played every game, I think, for City, including Champions League this season. And we know he has had a few little soft tissue niggles, you know, which he did suffer at, uh, at, at Dortmund and at Red Bull. So I think that's a smart move to just City, City obviously going to qualify in first place in that uh, Champions League group. Uh, provided they hold on to the form that they showed in the early games. But I think resting him is is the wise idea. Now, look, I I didn't want to bring this up for you. I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm going to have to. I think, I don't know if you're over it yet, but your Rangers against Liverpool, 7-1. Can, can we speak about this? Is it okay? Are, are, you, are you still damaged by it or are you okay? Uh, uh, I've, I've emotionally recovered um, to an extent. What... What can you say? I mean, it started so well as well. Scotty Arfield giving giving the Ibrox faithful a beautiful salute, um, getting them ahead. But, <laughs> but that was it, wasn't it? That was it. Was, um, Liverpool turned on the charm. Firmino pulled the equaliser about ten minutes later, and the second half was was horrible, wasn't it? Let's be yeah, honest. It was. It was. But oh, look, all credit to Liverpool and look, Mo Salah. We. We know how amazing he is when he gets up and about. He's he's one of you know one of the best wingers and and finishers in world football from what we've seen in the last sort of three seasons. But look on Liverpool, obviously struggling in the Premier League, and look seven one win against Rangers, absolutely huge in the Champions League. But we know Liverpool are a Champions League team and have been for you know since since we can probably ever remember. But this game, and I wanted to get your opinion on this: Liverpool versus Manchester City. Monday morning, our time here in uh, across the eastern coast of Australia, daylight savings, two thirty a.m. Want to get your thoughts on this upcoming game? Personally, I look at this game and I think maybe this is a little bit of a weight off the shoulders for Liverpool. They've got back in form, back in goal scoring form, albeit against, with all due respect, Rangers. Uh, you know, obviously there's a massive class difference, but Liverpool against Manchester City. Thoughts, queries, concerns on this game. Well, I mean, we saw in the second half, Rangers couldn't keep up their press. And the medium passes, they, they won that start by plus 106 with a large percentage of them down the left-hand side. And that is vintage Liverpool. That's vintage Liverpool. That that centre-back skips the midfield and goes straight to the wing to Mane and Salah when they won the title. That was the famous little, little ball you saw. Against City, though, you're talking 28 runs above Rangers. They're not going to get that pass. Mm. That that pass is going to be stopped very quickly. I I think this could get messy. Like I stand by. I said four one Arsenal, um, and I don't think that was unfair because I think yeah. if Gabriel wasn't stupid, oh, they would have won that four yeah. one. <laughs> but the the City are a different caliber fish, and they'll be hungry for blood. I'd be worried if I was a Liverpool fan because tell you what, Pep didn't look very happy in the second half against Southampton mm. um, when they really put their foot off the pedal. You could see there was a he really got a bit aggro with them in the first 10 minutes of the second half and they killed the game off. I, I expect them to come out firing at Anfield and for some reason I get the impression Pep hates Liverpool because since he's been there <laughs> They are the title challenges to him. That that is the Manchester United Arsenal of 15 years ago. 
So I, I, I expect a performance from the City boys. Yeah, it is. It has been those two teams in the last three to four years in the in the Premier League. Manchester City has scored 15 goals in its last uh, three competitive uh, fixtures. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, mate, fifth, sorry, 15 goals in their last four competitive fixtures. Obviously, that nil all draw against Copenhagen uh, on Wednesday morning. But uh, looking forward to that game, 2:30 a.m. Monday morning. Uh, just before we let you go, uh, Tommy, Jurgen Klopp now. Have you noticed, and I've been keeping tabs on his media conferences and his press conferences, have you noticed a real change in his demeanour and attitude? He seems to be getting real. I, look, I know this is probably the one of the bigger form slumps and probably the biggest dip he's had in form at Liverpool, you know, since he's, uh, since he's won the Champions League and won the Premier League. But have you noticed a distinct change in what's, what's, uh, what's coming out of his gob? I think we've uh, we've lost Dan on the line again. We'll try and get him. Uh, we'll try and get him back on. Uh, we'll try and give us a call back, uh, Pommy. Give us a call back there. But uh, yeah, hopefully a uh, text coming through on the tepid text. What is wrong with Liverpool? Uh, hopefully we've uh, we've uh, we've allayed that and and answered that. Uh, let's see. Pommy's trying to get back on the line. Have we got you back? We have. There we go. Just after there we go. I was. Uh... After I was calling Klopp the goofy uncle at the wedding. <laughs> well, he actually said, mind you, he actually said that he uh, he said, oh, we usually have a couple of beers on these away games. And after this Rangers game, he goes, I think we might have a couple extra than we usually do. But uh, the goofy uncle, go on with that. I want to hear this. Well, he, he seems to have got a little bit snarly and snappy. There's a lot of Rafa Benitez about him this year <laughs> where things are aggravating him. You've... At the start of the year, when he started talking about the pitch was a little bit wet, and these are little things like Jurgen. He's more he's more lighthearted, isn't he? He kind of usually just rolls with the punches. He has a little bit of a giggle. You've started to see a real man. I think you're starting to see a man under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, it would seem that way at the moment. He's probably be looking for uh, facts. He's probably be looking for facts, as uh, Rafael Benitez <laughs> paid this. <Yeah>. <laughs> I reckon that's what he's looking for. It would seem that, yeah, I think it, look, it's probably a, it's probably a frustration just with the form that Liverpool is in at the moment. And this is probably, well, since he, and we know his first sort of season or two, when he first came in, that the squad was not exactly what he wanted and it was waning away, obviously. And he had to make changes there and Liverpool had to spend. And this is probably the worst form they have shown under his, under his reign, just given the, the, the height of the talent they have on their, in, in its squad. But granted, they have had injuries, but still, you 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 know, there there has to be cause for concern for Liverpool, not just in the not just in the Premier League, but from a Champions League perspective as well. Well, I mean, if we go back to the the last years of Dortmund, he started getting sent off a few times. He was famously uh, against Borussia Mönchengladbach. He had a very aggressive response to one of the referees, and it boiled over with the fourth official as well as he was being ejected and was then that, came the season after. Was that when he grinded his teeth? Was that when he really like went up to the, I think, was that at Dortmund? Or yeah. Was that, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Good and, Lord. And, and, and he, he, he was in a lot of trouble in Germany for that. And then obviously that came to the last year after that. And he was quite telling when he left. He did say that he, he wanted to choose the time it had got out but there was things happening at the club that never replaced Goetze and Lewandowski. Um, and he kind of hinted that there wasn't enough 
support to rejuvenate these people. And you kind of see that at Liverpool this year. They've lost Mane. They went in Nunes. He was not the same type of player. They've been needing a midfield for ages. They ended up getting Arthur, who has been injured for like the best part of three years and still injured. You can see them little chinks just popping into what he's used to having at Liverpool, where they did at the start give him full support. It's it, it seems to be waning now that they're not spending the money and they need the money. And you would say history would suggest in this year at Dortmund, if Dortmund doesn't go by, his demeanour changes. And I think there's something more sinister happening upstairs with Klopp Mm. um, in the boardroom. Because they should be, a man of that calibre, they should be asking him, what do you want? Okay, we'll write the checks. Yeah, it's it's an intriguing one with to the situation at uh, Liverpool. But, uh, Pommy, pleasure doing it with you again. Uh, All things Premier League, Champions League and... uh, Europa League, uh, back on the airwaves uh, with the overnight crowd on Monday, Premier League show tomorrow on SEN. But uh, pleasure doing it with you again. And uh, hopefully, for your sake, your Rangers and United boys can uh, can get back up and about. But for my, for my sake, I hope United stays down. But <laughs> you know what? The Premier, League, the Premier League form for Manchester United has, has actually been not too bad. But, I mean, given the spend, it needs to, it needs to start to get a wriggle on. But... Uh, we just have to wait and see what unfolds, and uh, away we go. Looking forward to looking forward to doing it again with you, mate. Mate, my pleasure. I enjoyed it as always, and have a great evening, morning. Yes, you too, mate. And all your social handles as well uh, at Pommy in Oz, P O M Y I N O Z. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more specifically, YouTube is where you can find all your video content but uh, mate have a great weekend and uh, we'll do it all again next week look forward to it mate see you soon beautiful there we go Pommy and Oz getting the job done here on the overnight crowd as we uh, have a delve into the Premier League action this weekend and this morning coming up as well don't forget uh, uh, at 10.30pm the SEN Premier League show if you are interested in the uh, round ball action we'll be uh, on air at 10.30pm and we'll be covering a handful of games in the Premier League this weekend through Saturday and Sunday. But at the moment, you're listening to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. We'll be back right after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.